Justin, Top Gun Maverick. Uh oh, you, you saw it? it? You saw? I did not see it. So I've never seen the first one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Good. And um, like I heard, like, hey, Top Gun Maverick's like really good. Like you should go see it. Uh, and I, like I'm a I'm a Tom Cruise fan. Maybe not of him in real life, him, but perhaps uh, yeah, not a fan of him on Oprah, but a fan of him in movies. No. Yes, but like a Tom Cruise movie has like means something. Yeah. Except for the Mummy, but the rest of them mean like some, mean something. Uh, he's not like he's not just like in trash, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Top Gun Maverick, fucking stellar. Okay, I gotta know what makes yes. it stellar. Um, the action is great because I mean, like, again, I'm not seeing the first one. Yeah. So I imagine it it touches on a lot of that. And I, I saw it with my friend Kevin who had seen the first one. So like, anytime something happened that I was, there wasn't a lot in it that was like. I, let me say it like this. I would not have been lost had he not been like, so that's the guy from the first one yeah. where after he landed the plane, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I wouldn't have been lost, but his whispers um, helped, but weren't needed. Yes. A little bit of context, but so it's just, it's the action is excellent. Uh, the characters are incredible uh, and just top notch performances and miles Teller with a little mustache in jean shorts, no shirt on the beach. You can't beat it. You can't beat wait, it. Wait, wait, is this set in 2022? It is set in 2022. And someone's wearing jean shorts in 2022. That's where so I, that's I, so, my stopping point. I don't think this is a good movie. So I asked Elena about this. I was like, are they back? Are jean shorts back? Uh, she didn't because she didn't. I gave her a gift by not having her go see the movie. Okay, that was nice. Because, that was kind. That was yes. Kind. <laughs> um, uh, I was like, are jean shorts back? Because she said, like, Peter, I think this might be like you seeing this movie might um, be a resurgence in your mustache era, which has been an era of that's mine. fine. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I don't think so. And then I saw the movie and I was like, Elena, I think this might be the resurgence of my mustache era. <laughs> uh, it's not at the moment, but, uh, in, in the future, perhaps. Uh, so I asked her about like jean shorts. I was like, are they back? And she goes, Peter, they never left for uh, the people well. who knew the whole time. Um, and Justin, I can feel your doubt. I can feel you doubting. Yeah. You take one look at Miles Teller, jean shorts, no shirt. Big old aviator sunglasses, mustache, sunset on the beach. The man's fuckable in every way, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he looks great. He's excellent in the movie. He's great in everything, first of all. And like Tom Cruise is great in this too. Like, like the whole cast, it's so good. It's very good. I liked it immensely. I, I gotta say, I had a hard time finding um, all right, that Justin. specific image you're talking about, but I'm gonna share one with you in the chat that I can't yep. wait to, to tweet out. Um, Miles Teller, Top Gun, Beach. Yep. Is it, so is those it that are, vibe? It's not. Go ahead and Google for me, Justin. Miles Teller, Top Gun, Beach, and there's like eight different. I mean, okay, you can't really see that they're jean shorts because they just look like jeans, but just imagine they cut off like right above the knee and mm. like. He's loving it. He's living here. Yeah. When did he become like buff? I guess they never saw him without a shirt on. I mean, like I think everyone in in this movie got like. like do you like, see those forearms? Like, yeah, I see it. I see the definition of the abs. Wow. The pecs. The shoulder. The deltoid. Yeah, that's um, some good CG. Good ass movie. Good ass movie. Uh, the reason I brought it up was not to talk about jean shorts, but I'm glad we went there. Yeah, we had, way better we had to I go had. there. I mean, we had to. Uh, it's it's great. Um, Miles Teller, by the way. Do you ever see Whiplash? Yeah. Oh man, 
oh man so i was talking to elaine about it because i was like well he's great in whiplash and she's like what is that and i was like what <laughs> she's like like that thing you said what is it um and I was like, oh, it's this movie. And she goes, oh, is this where, like, he's, like, he cries with his dad or something? And I was like, I know that you're, like, seeing him crying at the drum set, and you think that J.K. Simmons is his dad. Right. Like, like I know that, like, you see this one image in your head, and, like, let me tell you, no. <laughs> and she goes, well, would I like the movie? And I said, no. It's a very <laughs> stressful film. Oh, it's so good, though. It's but so it, good. J.K. Like, Simmons kills it. Miles like, Teller kills it. It's like stressful though, right? Yeah, of course. It's like very I mean, it stressful. was it was it was exactly my experience with learning how to play the accordion. I, I would my love to meet teacher. your accordion instructor who did that. To no, you. you would not. No, no you would not. Wait, that was no. that, that really happened. Every I'm sorry. single time, was... every single time I extended the wind valve, um, he would slap me in the face and say, "Are you rushing or are you dragging?" But he had like a very thick accent i don't know where Accordions i'm making are all from? this up i don't play the i mean i have an accordion um it's tough to play man yeah. a lot going on in there yeah. Yeah. a lot going on in there um speaking of a lot going on in there miles teller jean shorts. shirtless <laughs> jean shorts mustache aviators sunset beach it's headbox what's in the fucking box What's going on, everyone? Welcome b -b -b back to Hitbox episode number 95. Uh, I had to start the show, man, because otherwise we were going to talk. I was going to talk about Miles Teller Beach. Yeah, sunglasses. We're, I heard it circling back whole, around. Yes, I heard it circling back. It's going to be the whole it's going to be the whole episode. My name is Peter Hunt Spitek and joining me as always uh, is my I'll, I'll call. I'll say it. I'll say it. Gene Short curious <laughs> i don't know about that Friend i mean Justin I, I think i i uh so my last time wearing jean shorts i wore yeah. them when i used to work i used to work at a warehouse over the summers so i'd wear okay. them because i didn't care what people thought of me in the warehouse sure. um and then and then i outgrew them or undergrew them i lost weight and now i can never go back i will never go back i refuse to go back i think it could be a good look on just about anyone justin you're a stylish guy i think you could rock it okay maybe um, if i have that quad definition of uh yeah miles teller maybe yeah but i don't. okay so we'll, we'll get you on a training program to get that do some squats to really wear those jean shorts yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but we're not here to talk solely about jean shorts no but i'm sure they'll come up again uh at some point in the episode for like a fun little callback or something no we're here to talk about video games so today we're taking a look at the news of the new trailers for pokemon scarlet and violet along with it was a trailer heavy week Trailers for Sonic Frontiers, um, all sorts of trailers jam-packed into uh, the most recent state of play, as well as, and I feel like a broken record at this point, but honestly, there's just always more news, um, major development in the abandoned saga, as we'll call it. Um, that we are just so excited to get into. And we are going to be doing a, re a review of a gaming projector? What? what? That sounds kind of interesting and odd. Well, you're just going to have to sit tight, fold those little hands, maybe, you know, what is it called? Dwiddle your thumbs? That's not. 
I don't want to say. I mean, twit is it twiddle? Twiddle. It sounds bad. Twiddle your thumbs. I don't know. It does sound bad. I don't think we should. So we're (laughs) play with your thumbs, Um, and we'll get to we'll get to that. But before we do, Justin, the video games you've been playing. What have you been playing? Well, um, I got my first and most likely my only platinum of 2022. And that is Horizon Forbidden West. I've done it. I've checked everything well off. I've accomplished it. I've done it. Um, and uh, it's, it's it didn't make me feel accomplished. This is one of the first Platinums yeah. that I ever finished that when I was done with it, I was like, but there's so much else. And it wasn't like necessarily a good thing. Because like sometimes like not 100%ing a game is good for a Platinum, I think. You don't yes, have to I do agree. every little thing. But this one, there's so many question marks. There's so many areas I haven't flown over or, like, swam to or done. And so many, like, little yeah. side quests that it just kind of let me f- feel, like, unsatisfied. And, like, there's no reason. I know there's a reason. But there's no reason for me to keep playing at this point. Yes. So Yeah, it, I, I know what you mean. It let me down a little bit, I got to admit. And I remember the first one was, like, pretty good because it made me, like, feel all the different parts of the game that I didn't feel. It made me actually understand how to hunt a dinosaur and get rid of its special parts. That sounds wrong. But um, like, I know did, what you meant. It did a lot of like things that made me experience the game in ways that I didn't when I just was playing through it. This one, it just made me... Like, there's there, two examples. There are the um, racing game things that you're doing, yeah, like the yeah. horse racing. First of all, terrible minigame. Not fun. But I, I always felt that the that any of the mounts felt bad. Yeah, in and then having Horizon. a race with bad controls and trying to shoot yeah. people—it was horrible uh, and just unfair. Like the 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 races are super long, and then like you uh, like I had this one time I didn't do anything, and the right at the end I got like hit by like three arrows, and people passed me up at the very end, and I was like, I gotta do this again. Great. So yeah. like I know it's gonna sound weird that I'm complaining about not having to do all of those, but they're like setting up this story beat with this one rider that's like, oh, he's the best rider at this. He's gonna want to face you soon. So you beat the two of them, you get the trophy, and then you don't have to go through it again. Yeah. And like, again, I I I don't want to ask for something I didn't like to do more to have to do more of it, but I would have at least felt accomplished. Like I beat that, I did it, I'm done with it. Uh, so I don't know. It was just a very unsatisfying platinum. One of the first that I, I, I felt like it wasn't great. I, um, I don't know if it's me or what, because like I've found that, so I've gotten four platinums in 2022. Hell yeah. They're not all impressive. No. <laughs> I mean, so I got the Mayo. one for Did you get that one. No, is that I'm, I'm not even you just have a, know what that you, is. you open a, a jar of mayo. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. Okay, no. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't have. My name is Mayo. I have uh, Horizon Forbidden West. It's a good one. I I have Ghostwire Tokyo. That's, a, that's a impressive. Uh, I mean, that was impressive just by the sheer amount of work that it was. That was like doing taxes. Um, and then I have Deer Simulator. Okay, uh, which was a lot of fun. And then Stanley Parable. And like, I think Stanley Parable was fun, but I wasn't actually. I didn't actually get to see the platinum pop because uh, it popped at like midnight oh, on a you, Wednesday. You had the one that you had to like play it for like a bunch of yeah. or a whole day or something, three days. Yeah. Um, so like I didn't, I didn't get to actually see that go. So I didn't really maybe get that satisfaction of like, Ooh, there's the sound. But like, I found the, at least the horizon and the Ghostwire platinums to be like disappointing. But I, I just think, I think it might be tied to the fact that I didn't love them as games. Yeah. And, and I did them more because it was like, well, there's nothing really out coming out at this exact moment. And like, I would like to, like 
and I'll see what this game has to I, like. I, I, I'm willing to be convinced, but. Yeah, I've, so I I plan a bit. I, I'm done with it. I have a lot more I can do, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Ironic that they released uh, a couple new things uh, about it. They really did. But it was like they were like taunting me with that. I was like, okay. And then I was like looking at what they did. Uh, we'll talk about that later. But I was like looking at it. I was like, do I need to go back and play it? And I was like, ooh, a harder mode. Uh, I mean, that's nope. the thing. It's like ultra hard difficulty. It's like, does anyone want this? I don't think so. I mean, I don't see people like, you know, like, you know, doing a, a, a Elden Ring type of run with this, getting the best build. No. I mean, someone out no. there is doing that. I'm sorry if it's you, but that won't be me ever. I will say, I'll say this one thing about Horizon. I don't know if I ever mentioned this, and this is my last my last compliment for that game. Mark my words. Uh, the scene where you go underwater and go to Las Vegas was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And who would have thought, I, I thought an underwater mission stealth mission was really fun? It was the, was the best part of <laughs> yeah, the whole game, fun. in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, well, I'm glad you have it, Justin. Yeah, game of the year, I 2022. been trekking along for Stranger Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. What a forgetful, uninteresting uh, game. Like, oh, completely no. uninspired. Like, I just... Uh, I don't have much to say about it that I didn't say last week, other than I, I ramp... I, I turned the difficulty down to the easy one. Uh, and, like, yeah, I'm getting through it easier. Like, by easier, I mean, like, I'm not dying at all. Because <laughs> um, it's, it's just not a challenge yeah. anymore. But, like, it's more enjoyable because I don't have to engage with its 1,000 terrible systems, but, like that's not praise right right you know what i mean it's like it's it, i'm just completing it rather than like yes yeah 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 because the, the only reason i'm still playing it is because i want to see like how stupid is this going to be at the end because like like i said last week it has a bonkers opening that if it kept that amount of craziness uh uh throughout it would be really captivating because it would just be like what the fuck yeah. are they doing Whereas with this, I, f I felt like any boss could have been the final boss, and I just wouldn't have known um, because everyone is thought to be the, chaos, and that is not. Well, the story just like disappears, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what we're doing, uh, and I'm trying to like understand it. You know, like I'm not trying to like just I'm not skipping cutscenes or anything, but uh, there's just not much to it. So get out of here, Stranger of Paradise. I don't love you. <laughs> oh wow, okay. I, I don't love this. Wow. No. That's I, I'm sorry you're finishing it. I'm glad I made the choice to not yeah. play it. Well, I bought it because I thought we were going to play it. I'm sorry. It. I ruined no, that man. for you. I mean, I think technically I could have I could say that I got it for free because I got one of those buy two, get one free from like Target. Um, so like I'll, I will own that I paid for Demon Souls and I'll own that I paid for Ghostwire Tokyo and then this will just be a freebie. Yeah. So I, I will also say that it's sad that uh, it's free is too much for this game, it seems. <laughs> yeah this is like a chore to get through and i know that people like like some people like it but it, it seemed like its release was a little divisive that like people either really really rolled with it or did not and mm -hmm. i happened to fall in the did not camp yeah okay. what can you do that's why i got a single point for it on our fantasy critic and that's why i counterpicked it hey oh <laughs> yeah, there it goes anyway what else you playing man uh i uh did the special uh test kick for mario strikers battle league oh you don't you don't necessarily strike me as a cleat wearer I, i'm not i am not a, a footballer as they would say mm -hmm. uh not in america um so basically i am in this mode where i do not know what i should be playing right now and looking at like things that are going to come out on uh like switch there's really not much the next big title 
to release on Switch that's like new um, is the Mario Strikers. It comes out this week, I think, on the tenth. Don't know. Couldn't tell. I'm not following this game it, at all. It comes I, out like soon. I have negative negative interest in it. Yeah. Uh, so you never played Mario Strikers before or anything like that? I think I played one either in the GameCube or the Wii. And now that I say it, I might have played them both. But <laughs> like I never owned them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like soccer is just no interest to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. This, so no, not really. Well, I've never I mean, I, I am. A, I, I have Mario Golf, the the one that came out uh, the on the Switch. Yeah. I have Mario Tennis. So I was like, you know, playing playing around with this one, seeing if it would be uh, worth it. Um. So the test kick was basically like a couple hours throughout the, the weekend that you could like play online matches. And they also had a training mode that taught you how to play the game. Uh. I must say, this game ain't good. <laughs> no? It's, In what way? Okay, so, first of all, it's a $60 game. Yeah. There's not $60 worth of content on this. And I know people have been, like, saying, like, oh, there's not, like, there's only four courses for Mario Golf. There's, like, not much of a single, the single player's not fun on uh, uh, Mario Tennis. Like, you know, people are complaining about that stuff. Like, they're, they're not, like, feature-rich. When the the Mario... Was it Mario Tennis came out for the Wii U? That was, like, exp- like really, like, like ragged on for being, like, not feature... Feature light. Yeah, it yeah. was feature light. This one, it's basically, like, you're just playing these four-on-four matches, and that's it. Hmm. And I... It's, it- is it gone? I did some research to see, like, is there going to be a single player? Um, is there going to be, like, a challenge thing? And they had a light challenge mode, I think, on the Wii version uh, of Mario Strikers. Okay. But I even if they do have, like, a challenge mode, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a story mode. That's not what's being advertised for the game. And what essentially that means is that you are just going to be playing uh, online versus humans you are going to be playing cup battles versus computers and AI, um, or you're going to be playing quick matches versus AI or versus people. And that's it. That's all you're doing. Like full stop or cause yeah, cause my, my question for you was like, how much do you think of the finalized game is actually in the little tests? Thing so you did? they like had, um, the other modes like uh, blacked out on them or like you could see like what okay, was there. Yeah. Like you just couldn't select it. Like the only thing that you could go on was an online match and then you could like choose your friends or choose whatever um, or random people. Uh, but like the other thing was just like a cup mode and just like a quick play mode. That was it. So like oh, that's irritating. I- I'm wondering like what else there's going to be with this game. And the game itself is just very not fun to play by yourself. And that's why I'm going to put a little, little asterisk there. Um, basically, you are controlling, if you're playing by yourself, you are controlling four characters at the same time, and you're in the goalie that is, like, not in your control. And you have different um, options. You have two buttons to pass, two buttons to shoot. And there are different, like, you know, depending on how you're holding and charging those moves, there's, like, different things that you can do. The, the, the training tutorial itself is just, like, convoluted. There's, like, so much stuff that it's just, like, way too much to just easily pick pick up and play. But, mm-hmm. like, none of it's fun or feels good when you're doing it. Um, sure. For example, there are these, like, I guess Super Striker moves, I forget the name of them, that you basically, each character has its unique power-up move that you do. And what you have to do in order to activate this is first you got to find this power-up on the field, grab it, and then you have to charge your shot. And while you're charging your shot, you have to, like, get your little reticle in between two like 
<laughs> I'm explaining this so poorly. Have you know like in Mario Golf when you like go to like you don't like, know? Yeah, no, like I know. Just like it's like you charge up and you have to like go up and then go down and, and like, you, like hit clicking it. Yeah, yeah, so it's like that same thing with the thing. So you got to do that all while hoping the opponent doesn't hit you. And then if you do do that, it's not even guaranteed that that's going to score a goal. It like mm. creates this like quick time event with the goalie and the other team in which they have to press A really quick. And I don't know. It's just like that's stupid. And then the yeah. actual game itself, like hitting back and forth, it's not fun to like pass and hit back and forth. I, I don't feel like you're you're aiming well enough. Um, your eyes are literally as you're trying to play the game. You're trying to watch all four of your players at once because the ones that you're not controlling are computer controlled, and you can yeah. switch back at them at any time you want. But being able to like look where they're going, and you can't like make them go where you want because they're just stupid computer controlled things. So they never go to the right place, and you can't like set up things correctly. And controlling where the ball's going isn't fun or easy. And the goalie's so damn big, it seems like you always hit him. I'm probably bad at this game, which is part of it. But none of the game was like, oh, this is fun, <laughs> you know? Sure. Um, it sounds like a little bit standard fare for like other soccer games in terms of like controlling a full team. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, I, I agree with you. Not that I'm a huge soccer fan or, or like a huge sports game fan, but that's always something that's, that stands in the way of me really enjoying a sports, like a team sports game where it's like, I have to watch the whole basketball team and the opposition. Yeah. Like it's just too much. Well, the, for good, me. the good thing, like I'm not a sports fan uh, person either. Like the good thing about a sports game, at least is that if you're playing like something like FIFA or whatever the hell they're calling it nowadays, you at least have your your players who have specific roles. You have your defenders, your midfielders, yeah, your attackers, yeah, yeah. and like the you can like kind of control how to set that stuff up. And you have your attackers where the attackers are like it sets itself up in a way that it's at least recognizable as a sporting event that you can play. And like there's at least some strategy with how you're setting that stuff up. This one it doesn't feel like that. It's so chaotic. I think the matches are like four minutes, and there's so much going on. And there's like stamina meters to like track. There are the different types of gear because basically each character has gear that you can unlock by playing it. Um, and the gear will basically like change what they're proficient in for a character. So like say Mario is like average in everything. If you want, you can make Mario really fast, but he's weak um, by putting like certain gear on him. So you can okay. like change the characters up and everything so they can kind of fit custom to what your play style is. You could theoretically have a weak, fast Bowser um, or a skilled, powerful Peach or whatever. Um, so like there are some like customizable things, but it's just kind of utter chaos to play. And there's so much sure. going on and so much movement. And you never feel like you're like setting things up that it's just not fun. And if there's no like single player, like I was playing Mario Tennis last night just to be like, am I just being a baby about this? And like the single player in Mario Tennis, like a lot of like the single player stuff sets you up to get better at the different skills. Like they practice different shots. There's like little mini games and things. So mm -hmm. at least you're not just playing tennis matches all the time. And even then, I think the tennis matches are fun enough that that's fine. Um, but this one, it's just not, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't striking me as ah. I was in control of things. Now yeah, okay. I didn't play with a human, but you can actually like, I think play with up to four other people on a team. And if that's the case, oh, that's kind of there's cool. some more fun that can come out of it. So each one of you is controlling one of the characters. You can set things up like that. And it makes it probably a little bit more fun of a party game. But ultimately, it just feels like a very feature light. There was only like 10 characters in it, too, eight or 10 characters. So there weren't that many mm. to choose from. And each team has four characters on it. And you can use the same characters on each team. But like, you just don't have a lot of options with like what you're doing with it. So there's not that much 
in the game itself that makes me want to like come back to it. And I I understand like it there's fun aspects to this if you're playing with friends or if you like really like perfect the skills, but like for a $60 game, looking at what the game is, I was like, I really hope there's more. And maybe I'm missing something. Maybe there's going to be a single player mode. Maybe there's going to be other things. But from what I'm seeing right now, it just does not strike me as being a fun game. There's some cool like art that they have with it. Yeah. Like it looks cool, like when they're doing some of the striker moves, some like kind of like comic-y looking things. Uh, but like I don't know. I was very disappointed. Well, disappointed is the wrong word. It was what I was expecting, and that was a bad thing. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It was yes. like what you expect um, a golf game to be. <laughs> Not golf, a soccer game. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, yeah, that, that seems to be something, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, that being a trend in recent sports titles for them. And I mean, I, like, this obviously counts as a, a sports title for Nintendo, but like, that was sort of, it seemed like the general consensus on Switch Sports as well, you know, like it's fun enough but there's just not enough there to really keep you coming back for more right right yeah um and i think switch sports still has the excuse of it's like a fun gimmick with the joy cons and stuff like that to like get yes, up exactly. and play i'm not gonna invite my friends over um like my casual video game friends over to play mario strikers and i'm like all right let's go through the 30 minute tutorial in which we have to learn about passing we gotta learn about lobbing like all this other stuff yeah. like you cannot like you can't play the game proficiently without knowing certain things about it. Yes. And there's just a lot going on. So I don't know who it's for. It's not for casual gamers. Um, maybe it's for some hardcore gamers, but there are better versions of this game out there. Hell, play Rocket League. That's free. Yeah. And that's a fun soccer game. Best soccer game ever played. Rocket League. Go. Sure. So no, that, that's that's very fair. Um, I, I dipped into Diablo Immortal Ooh. for work. Uh, I, I still don't know how I feel about playing Blizzard games <laughs> at the moment. Oh. Uh, I do know how I feel about it. Bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but, um, I, I dipped into Diablo Immortal for work, uh, and it's, I've been sort of on a mobile game kick after Apex Mobile and all that. So, um, I've, this is my first Diablo game. It is exactly what I anticipated a Diablo game to be, where you just run around and you hit stuff with a thing and you're doing quests and you got someone that you talk to who's like, the Dark Scepter has been taken. And it's like, ah, ready? Um, I have very little to say about it because I just, it's not like my kind of game necessarily. Like I said, I'm playing it for work. Um, it seems like Diablo fans like it with like a thousand asterisks because it is a free to play game. It is riddled with microtransactions and battle passes and events. So like when you start the game, it does that thing where you have to like X out of like 90 notifications where it's like, no, thank you. No, thank you. Goodbye. No, thank you. No, no, no. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> like like <laughs> it's, it's hard for me to have really much of an opinion. I think it's, it is fun to play. Um, at least the class that I chose, I chose a crusader. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, talk to me about like the microtransaction side of things. Do you have to play money to have fun in this game? No, I've not. I mean, I haven't put any money into it because I'm just doing it for work. Um, and I have not. Uh, I've probably played about five hours of it, and I've not encountered a part where it's like, "All right, that's your fun. Now it's time for money, please." Yeah. Um, I don't know if that will happen or what. Uh, it seems like you can, if you want to, just bypass. Um, 
like grinding for levels or something like that. Once you get to higher, like higher levels, uh, I think you can just buy that sort of stuff or like buy equipment and stuff like that. Um, which does suck, but it's the kind of thing where like money will just make this faster. Like, whereas, um, you can just put the time into to grind it out. Do you do you feel like as you're going about it, like it is specifically slowed down to a point where they want you to do that, or are you still like progressing at an okay clip that you're you're having fun with it? I'm personally progressing okay. Okay. Um. So a whole like a whole thing about this game is there's a faction system. Um. There are three factions: adventurers, which everyone is default put in, shadows, and immortals. Immortals are the best 300 players in any given server and the shadows are basically the like <laughs> well, everyone else yeah, yeah. and so the shadows can um like the, like in the lore like the mortals are like the people who are going to like push back all the demons and like keep the the land safe from demons they're doing a bad job because there's a lot of demons everywhere uh, i mean like you walk five seconds and it's like a bunch of skeletons come out of gravestones and whatever um but, like, so they're the people who are, like, keeping the big demons at bay. And the shadows are the people who are there to test them to make sure that they're good enough. So you've got, um, like, the shadows will do, like, a PvP sort of fight against the immortals. And if an immortal loses to a shadow, I mean, this is very simplified. Uh, the shadow then becomes an immortal. Oh, and okay. like So that's kind of cool. But that also means that you could just pay a lot of money and... Just be super overpowered. So the you know PvP I mean? stuff is not necessarily pay to win. It's kind of like it doesn't have to be, but it's kind of like could with be. how long it would take to to like be as good as you could be. To my understanding, yes. Yeah, um, but I've also not really engaged with that sort of stuff, so it could be a little bit more nuanced or different than that. But PvE is fun though, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like it's cool to to use your moves and stuff. My character has a bunch of flashy moves, and you, you know, you batten down you know, six giant spiders at once. The bosses are fun. I mean, like, I like the voice act. Like, I was making fun of it earlier, but I do like when people are like, the Necronomicon has been in this tomb for 1,500 years. And like, I, I don't know, like, it's like colorful and yeah, fun. Yeah, Um, And it's like, a, it's, it is a dark fantasy. And I feel like a lot of games are, a, a, a lot of fantasy media uh, tends to lean away from just doing it like straight from just being like here is a dark fantasy game where like everything has to be like it's got it's kind of goofy yeah or like you know like, like it's got this weird aspect to it it's like it's dark fantasy with guns whereas this is just like this is a dark fantasy game about people who are miserable going to fight goblins like <laughs> it's fun um two more questions first of all yeah uh is it touch controls slash can you play with like a backbone I'm playing it with my backbone. Okay. Uh, it works really well with touch controls because there's not many buttons to press. I mean, you just have your like cursor, which you move with, and then the different ability buttons, which are mapped to the triggers and then like the action, you know, the, the face buttons of the controller. So um, not an issue to play using touch controls if you don't have a controller, in my opinion. Uh, but I think that's mostly to do with the fact that there is no camera management, mm -hmm. which I think is, is the biggest, for me, the biggest hurdle when playing mobile games uh and the second thing it's not really a question about the game but um if you've never played diablo 3 diablo 3 is a really fun couch co-op game yeah i've heard that um like and just the kind of characters you could have like are it, it's just very unique and like if you play with someone else it's just a very kind of like 
it's like this except not for the pay to pay to play yeah. kind of, or the micro trans you know all that kind of stuff um but it is it is a very kind of like turn off your brain and just like go through mobs of people which is kind of fun and that's w- exactly what this is yeah. and and i know that that is satisfying for a lot of people it's not really my thing but um hey it's on mobile for free and it's on pc because when they announced it was mobile only everyone was like hey our community is kind of all built around people with PCs. And so and, they said, all right, we'll put it on Blizzard PC. is like, but the controls are meant for people with phones. So yeah, but I mean like to my understanding, it's like not that far off from like what a lot of other Diablo is yeah. like. Yeah. 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 That, I mean, I've played very little this week. Just those two. Cool. Yeah. Peter. Yes. When's the last time you bought a computer at a store? Uh, Oh, never. Okay, because... I did it online one time with your help, and you were very helpful. Okay, well, let me tell you. I hate buying appliances at stores when the person you are asking for help is reading off a label. Do you ever get that? Yeah, I mean, like, my time in retail was spent exclusively deferring to other people when they needed actual advice. (laughs) Well, I mean... Uh, Because... Yeah, I, I, I don't know enough about the things, you know what I mean? So, like, I would rather just, like, say, uh, here's someone who will be able to help you while I go restock whatever. Uh, I mean, I'm glad you did that because there's so many people, like, at a Best Buy when you do it that yeah. they will literally try to help, but they'll just read the list. And I'm like, listen, I teach reading. I don't need <laughs> help reading Reading something. that, yeah. You know, like, I can... I can do it. So um, my fiance needed a new laptop because her other one, the touchscreen was like all messed up. And then like the power, it, we need a new laptop. So yeah. we went to the micro center. If you have never been to the micro center, it's a good little place to buy some things um, to look at computers. And uh, we, <laughs> we literally go there and uh, we were like looking around and this guy comes over and he, he looked like he was helpful. So I was going to assume that he knew what he was doing. And then, so he asked a couple questions about like what we wanted and, uh, we were like looking at one and he was like, Oh, okay. Like, so is this for games? And we're like, I mean, like at probably at the most, the Sims four. So he's like, okay, game, this game, 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 uh, anything else? And I'm like, Oh, we're just looking for like a, you know, pretty affordable one. I got the perfect one for you. Let me me just look it up on the computer. So he's like typing it up and he's like, how about this one? It was like a $2,600 Razer gaming computer. And let me tell you something. You don't need a $2,600 gaming computer to play The Sims 4. No, that's going to be $1,500 at most. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I just. You don't. You do not. That was a weird recommendation. I just hate when, like, you go to a place and, like, they either not. They don't hear you or they don't understand, like, what you're asking for or they just, like, read a label or something like that. Like, I'm not stupid. I I can, like, I I know enough to, like, know that you're reading (laughs) from it. Yes. Um, but like, so when I'm thinking about like stuff, I want, I want those, that salesman to be like an experienced salesman. I want that salesman to have played around with it, know it, experience what it is uh, yeah. that they're selling. Um, uh, and you and me, we had a chance to experience and know and review something. And we're not just going to be reading the label for this. We're going to oh, go no. off of firsthand experiences on this let's talk about a good appliance then appliance is the wrong word dishwasher i need a new dishwasher do you know do you have experience with that uh, i have experience washing dishes mm. what's I'm your going rate for you justin just pay for my gas perfect <laughs> so that's gonna be you know seven thousand yeah, dollars a month true. now um let's talk about 
the BenQ X3000i 4K HDR LED gaming projector. Justin, let's do it. So before we get into this, thank you very much to the people at uh, Bolt and um, BenQ for sending us these projectors. Um, they are pretty freaking awesome. Just as a pretty quick rundown as to what this is. This is a gaming projector. It's like, um, I mean, it's the size of like two Xboxes. It's pretty small. I mean, it's projector size, you know, like it's, I think 10 by 10 by seven or something like that. Maybe 10 by seven by 10. Um, it's a projector that is made with gaming in mind. So you can hook your Xbox, your PlayStation, your switch, whatever up to it, project on a wall and you're going to get uh, 4k resolution and i think you can get up to 100 inches of like 4k display justin what did you think of the x3000i so i've never i've never considered using a projector in like a home entertainment system or, or anything yeah. like that before i had this i you know I, I i didn't think a gaming projector would be something i i need or wanted Yes. I need and I want a gaming projector. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is fucking dope. It I mean, so like, cool. I, like it is extraordinarily cool. Um, I, I mean, like, you know, like you, I, I mean, projectors just, it, it doesn't seem like the kind of thing that would really work for games because um, a few reasons, but the biggest one for me is the idea of, like, latency um, because... I mean, I guess in my mind, my like uneducated mind, you look at a projector and it's like, well, these are typically for, you know, projecting movies and things like that. So they're not going to be made with um, latency in mind, whereas this projector is pretty sweet um, in terms of that support. I mean, it's got so there are there are two different modes that you can uh, use it in. Um, you can use it in 4K, which is going to have a refresh rate of 60 uh, hertz. You can do it 1080p, which has uh, 240. So that that input delay is, I mean, pretty small. It is it is extraordinarily responsive, uh, and that's not something that like I probably would have noticed a year or so ago. But as um, you know, the technology has improved, and especially with the, these new consoles, like that delay stuff, I think is pretty noticeable uh, when you when you're using like older hardware. So the fact that a projector that's projecting at, you know, 100 inches wide, which is what, like six feet, seven feet? That's more than that, right? Yeah. Um, the fact that that's a screen so big that's being projected from a device like that uh, is so responsive, I, I think is it's pretty extraordinary. Yeah. And what? Yeah. So like and, and on top of that, too, like the the two modes that you, I guess they have for the um the the latency is first of all like if it's in 4k there is more of a delay than if you're in 1080p yeah um now let's talk about the 4k first because you do not notice that there is a delay but, no like there's more but i mean it like it, it, i it was imperceivable to me right exactly personally um, and then when you go into the 1080p, that mode specifically, it is like exceptionally responsive, like to a point where you have a, a like, you know, your perfect gaming monitor that you have in front of you that you can't even yeah. tell. Like it is like 
you think it and before you even like move your thumb it like goes exactly like where it is so like there uh, that is i think a cool thing and it's something that they really uh, like are advertising on it too um and again that's something that when you're looking at projectors you normally don't see them talking about that <laughs> um uh, as much because you know the you know, there is more of a delay usually, but this one specifically with it focused on games, there is not that. So if that's your worry about having a projector, this is not the projector to worry about having any kind of latency or, or lag or any kind of issue with that with your inputs. So it feels totally natural. So it's great. And so I mean, the screen like 4K looks good. I, I mean, like I, there's just really no way of getting around saying that. Like 4K looks good even when it's like something that's been upres to be 4K. Like it just there is a a crispness to 4K and this thing projects an image that is clearer than my skin. Like it is <laughs> like it is so good looking. Uh, this projector is um, I tried it in a few different places just to see. Um, I tried it on a wall that had some like pictures on it just to see like and not a lot of pictures, but enough to be like, okay, if there are some things sort of getting in the way of, of this screen, what would that look like? Um, and I mean, you can tell that there are pictures on it cause it's just not a flat surface, but like it cuts through a lot, uh, and is able to, to project a, a quality of image that is in my opinion, pretty impressive, um, for being a device that I don't know, like, it, it it is not a it does not need a crazy amount of power or anything like that to project that clear and it, it's kind of like on the go. Uh, I, I did it on the side of my house as well, um, same sort of deal. And then I did it on a wall without any sort of uh, anything in the way. And and I mean this just is pretty exceptional looking. Um, I don't know what your experience was. So with that. one of, one of the things too, I think with the projector that I'm a little, I'd be a little hesitant about is the fact that if you ever dealt with a bulb uh, in a projector, you're you're kind of you are limited by how bright that bulb is sometimes with how the the image is shown on the surface that you're trying to project it on. But this one, first of all, it's not a bulb. They have uh, LED uh, lights in there, um, which basically means uh, if you're if you if you're thinking about it that you're going to get a bright powerful image for the lifetime of this uh product a lot of time with other projectors you have to like change out bulbs and stuff but because this is led this is something that's going to last i, I think uh let me read the it's label like Thirty thousand yeah. hours yeah, yeah. Oh, where was that to the yeah. label, Thirty thousand hours uh, obviously we didn't test it for thirty thousand hours but like when, if you quite. ever have an led uh, light in your house or something like that the idea is that those last for the lifetime of the of the product that you have so that takes that one worry away um, about getting a projector that you don't have to worry about ex it later down the road, getting a more expensive bulb to replace it. But what that does also do um, is it does create this bright and crisp image on whatever it is that you are uh, displaying it on. Um, I primarily did it um, on uh, just a wall in my in my house, uh, in my dining room. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, it, it looked perfect. And a couple things that were interesting about that. I mean, I have, uh, I don't know if you can see here, I have this like darker gray, um, as the wall surface that I have and you couldn't even tell. Yeah. Um, but of course, because I'm a, I'm a good little reviewer, um, I made sure I, I, I tested out on a, a, like a white screen just to make sure that it, like to see if there's a difference. And it, I thought there was and looked really great, like on an actual screen, like a white screen, like there's I mean, a, it a is, clear difference. You, you, I think the word that you used, I mean, is, is pretty, pretty spot on for it. Like it is crisp. Yeah. Yeah. It is extraordinarily crisp looking. Yeah. I, I, so I did on that, the wall downstairs, which is kind of a dingier, <laughs> like off white wall. 
Uh, I did it on the side of my white house and then I did it. Um, so actually I, I took it with me uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, this is when I was playing Danganronpa. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I took it with me um, to do some dog sitting for a week or so uh, at a house where there were not really any great TV options for, for game stuff. Uh, and I mean, first of all, like it's, it's pretty portable. I mean, it, it'll fit in a backpack. You're go- that's your whole backpack. But like, <laughs> I mean, I think that's better than, than maybe most, uh, some other projection options that I've, I've noted. Um, but so I, I just brought that with me, hooked it up on, onto a, a plain white wall. I, I took some paintings down uh, from their house, but shh, don't you never them. put them back. You took them with um, you. They are now your paintings. Well, do you, do you know how sometimes you like mess something up in someone's house? And you're like, how was that? Wait, I didn't really look at that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Um, but I mean, just on a, on a white wall, it was like, pretty astounding uh, and i did some tests too um to see just how big i could make it uh i, I mean you know it's got it does have that it, it's got a range where it is going to be most clear and most crisp but if you exceed that i mean you're getting to the size of like basically like a movie theater like the entire you can like change the entire wall of your house into being a screen um and and it will pretty much support it it might not have that it it does lose a little bit of that sharp edge that crispness to it as you really start to pull it back and exceed those uh recommended distances and recommended screen sizes but like it doesn't instantly become like an unusable projector (laughs) if it's not in that in that um uh uh, zone well and and speaking of what you say about the portability of it like you're not going to bring a hundred inch screen tv with you to your friend's house. You know what I mean? I mean, like, good luck driving that home from the store. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, yeah. But this, you can, like, easily just carry this with you and bring it wherever and, like, put it from room to room pretty easily um, yeah. without it, like, being this huge, crazy setup. Um, I mean, it's got one cord. I mean, just, like, the power yeah. cord and then whatever you're plugging your console in with. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, and I, I had so much fun kind of, like, getting the right like framing it perfectly on my what my wall is um yeah. and one one of the cool features and I know this is like a simple thing but they have uh the focus and the um what is that the wide the there's two little like nozzle things that you can like control you've got one that's the focus so yeah. just like you know making sure that the image is crisp and then you've got one that it's just like controlling like how big the size yeah. of the screen yeah and it's really easy to to like like fix those things it's not like yep. hard to do um and i you know sometimes with like a lens you have to like perfectly like move it but this one it's just so easy to do that it does allow you to like find the right spot for it if you're using it as more of a portable projector but i mean obviously like i'm thinking about like okay so how do i hook this up to my ceiling do i need a projector screen i pull down and then i'm sort of thinking about like let's just say that this has sold me on using a projector as a tv and an entertainment system yeah like I, I so many uses for it in, in just that way, but I agree. Uh, something else that's that's pretty great about this in terms of like portability is um, like the speakers that are inside of it are pretty solid. I mean, we we talked about this a little bit beforehand. Uh, we didn't hook it up to any sort of speaker system. Sound is not necessarily our thing, and the fact that this was so portable kind of made it like. It, it was a joy to use because all you really need is the speak is the projector. I watched a movie on this with some friends. Super easy to use. Did not need an additional speaker. Played games outside with this thing. Like, did not need an additional speaker to to get that across. In fact, it could have gone louder than than we had it. 
Um, so if you are looking to hook this up for like an, a, you know, a more permanent like home projection thing, I mean, and you are going to hook it up to some speakers, like it already has some pretty excellent stuff in there. So you're just going to be adding to the value of this by, by pairing it with, with stuff like that. Um, I got a question for you, Justin, what games did you actually play on it? Uh, so, uh, games that I played on, I try to play like as much as I, you know, could get my hands on yeah. a lot of different types of games. So the, the one that I really wanted to make sure I focused was I played horizon forbidden West on it to like, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously that's one of the, like the most beautiful games you can possibly play, um, at this time. And uh, it looked great. And they have some, uh, like gaming features on it that, uh, yeah, they do. like some automatic presets that change both the image and what I thought was cool, the sound quality. Um, of mm-hmm. them, they had like uh, a RPG mode, they had uh, FPS mode, uh, and they had like a sport mode on it that mm-hmm. you could like cycle between. And each one of them kind of like modified settings a little bit for what it is that you'd be doing, whether it be a, a you know a a more lifelike looking image or like a brighter image to like a a, a more like detail oriented image to like the sound being. I mean, ultimately for me, as I was going through those settings. I didn't necessarily feel like the RPG enhanced me playing Horizon. <laughs> no, I, I messed around with those a little bit too, and uh, it to me always is like is the similar sort of thing where like there are those presets in TVs as well, yeah. where like there'll be like game and sport and movie, and like to me they never. Uh, I just prefer everything to look one way yeah. because it doesn't yeah. ever like do much for me because then it starts like it like changing the color of things and whatever in, in a way that i don't necessarily love exactly um, like you can you can make this like wash out all you want like yes, i don't know you why you want yeah. to like you have the opportunity to like customize those settings and stuff but it is nice just to kind of cycle through to find your preference uh like yeah. to to what you want um but yeah so the playing horizon on it, i mean it's just so beautiful and having that the image as big as it was and being able to like see all that stuff like it is like a, a gorgeous gorgeous game um, I talked before about just like some of like uh, I, I'm not one to normally like play with photo modes. Um, I feel like everyone has that game that makes people want to play with photo modes. And this one, there's so many times when like light is just shining into something or, you know, you have like a foggy area that is not used to hide load in. It's just meant to like create ambiance of something that you yeah. have such cool like images to take advantage of it. And playing it on like a, a true 4K uh, screen like that was just fantastic and awesome. Yeah, no, I I agree. So I did I did uh, some Halo Infinite on there, some of the, the season two multiplayer. I did a little bit of Elden Ring just to test it all out, uh, and then so I did uh, the second half of Trek to Yomi on it. Oh yeah, and yeah. I mean that's a game for with it. this being a projector, like with the size of the screen that I I was able to get. I mean it really did feel like a mo- like it felt more movie like uh, with that. Um, I mean, with the way that everything's framed and, and the clear, like, you know, Kurosawa influence on that, uh, it, it was pretty, pretty excellent on that. And then I also did, uh, I did do Danganronpa on there. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I had a, demanding Danganronpa. I will say, I was doing this in the front room of this house. They got big windows. I'm playing Danganronpa on a hundred inch screen and everyone walking by can just see me just hanging out with all these anime kids. I mean, like. Dreams come it, true. <laughs> I guess so. I I truly guess so. The the only the only comfort I took is that it's not my neighborhood. It's not like these people know me. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm sure that did say something about me to these people. But um, I also played I played multiverses during the uh, the closed oh, alpha. Sure. Uh, I played that just to get a very like you know car- 
Tuni kind of like looked to it. Awesome. It looked great. Sounded great. Everything. Um, I played um, Returnal because that's a staple of my diet of games nowadays. That must have been pretty cool. Yeah. On, on, yeah. Now, it's, that. it didn't stand out to me as much as Horizon because it's a much darker game for a lot sure, of it. Yeah. Even like the brighter areas still have a lot of like those like darker colors. It doesn't pop as much. Um, but with with the actual screen, I believe with LED lights and stuff like you, you do have like dark darks with it yes. like your black your blacks are black it's not just like a faded like it's like black um so like you get like really good image quality even on that the the darkness of eternal and when the fun colors of the uh, orbs are like, coming at you you get to see those and they really pop out and everything like that so um and then i, I played a little bit of grand theft auto 5 on it and i'm not saying that's a graphically demanding game but i really got to see those ps3 level uh, character um, those character, character bodies kind of like curling yeah. on themselves and a lot of awkward people. I'm like, oh my God, Michael, I don't remember him walking like that. Is he okay? Um, well, now you can see it in a hundred inches. Now, yeah, it really, really showed me how old that game resolution. is. <laughs> truly, truly. So, uh, all in all, I give this a recommendation and it seems like you do too. Yes. The only problem, like the, the tough thing for me is the cost. So, I mean, this is retailing at $2,000. Like, flat um and that is a lot of money that is not a lot of money for a hundred inch screen but uh, i mean two thousand dollars is a lot of money for people looking for uh maybe who are who are looking to buy a new tv i mean i know that when i was looking to buy one my cap was eight hundred dollars uh, i ex- definitely i did exceed that a little bit but um i was like it's for work yeah <laughs> you just tax right off it's fine. yeah yeah um so so i mean two thousand dollars is a big ask but if you are someone who has the space for a projection you know for a projection room if you've got like an in-house theater or something like that i mean this is truly in my opinion as good a projector as you are going to find particularly because i mean i like i said i watched the movies on this and i played games on this and i mean the movie it worked as good as any projector would in terms of like watching that movie in terms of gaming it was as good if not better than pretty much every other tv i've been i've tried um so i mean you are getting a lot for that money but it is two thousand bucks yeah uh my my uh comments was that it is a lot of money but it is a lot of money not not a lot of money in comparison to a 4k 85 to 100 to 100 whatever screen tv like you're saving a ton of money by doing that and i think the flexibility that this gives you um it's also uh, i don't think we mentioned this it's also a it has a, a little dongle in it like a like a smart tv um, oh yeah yeah uh, that you actually have to kind of install, which is a little weird, but I guess they do it. Underneath so it, it, yeah. Yeah, they do it so you had to unscrew. By the way, assembly required, just w- two screws. Um, but, like, it allows a lot to upgrade if you ever have a new, like, kind of smart thing or if there's another, uh, uh, what, like, an Android. What, what is that called? Fire stick? Yeah, like a fire stick or something like that. But there was the BenQ, uh, like, version Yeah, it was their that. in-house one. Um, but it's basically like a Google thing. So, like, at any point, I can just, like, go to all my Google apps and stuff. I watched um, part of Obi-Wan uh, on this. Oh. Looked great, by the way. Looked really good. It's also a good movie. Um, uh, but uh, easy to watch YouTube. I-, I got into the watch 4K videos on YouTube. <laughs> like screen oh, sure. thing. i was like fine. i'm in the bahamas and it's beautiful <laughs> um so that's really cool uh but so like the the actual like the value that you're getting for this it is like everything you'd want on a tv and then some 
Um, I do feel that with a projector, one of the things that you probably would need to do is if you're going to make this your entertainment system, obviously you have to install it on the ceiling. Um, easy to do. Like they have settings to do that just because like, if you're thinking about entertainment setup, it's kind of hard to have it anywhere, but the ceiling. Cause you can't sit in front or behind it. Yeah. I messed with some, uh, cause y- you can put it on the ground in front of your screen. Uh, and, and you can change like the way that the actual, like w- the way it's all positioned. Um, but I mean, you have to, it's gotta be pretty low and like, yeah, you are right. You are right. And, it, and- it being up above or just like, behind you in some way yeah and one of the things with any projector and this one's not uh uh uh, immune to it if you start messing with the keystones to like kind of like adjust the image to like if if it's like you want it to be a little bit more left that starts impact the image quality so to have that true 4k experience you don't want to mess with keys you want to have it nice and straight and like on to the the surface that you're doing it on um they did include a couple of like extender legs in the box Mm -hmm. that if you were putting it on the ceiling it helps angle it so you don't have to like mess with that um so like there there are they obviously want you to uh you know install it in any way that's going to fit your home entertainment system um but again using this as something that is just kind of like oh i got this wall free in my house i got this big old wall move a picture of being able to play it and move the things around i think is super super easy uh to do so um overall some good things about it and if you're looking for a gaming projector if you're looking for a tv it's hard for me not to recommend something like this yes uh 100 percent so there you go that is again the uh benq x 3000 i gaming projector uh thank you again for providing those to us so that we can review them you can find a link to that in the description of this episode let's talk about some news justin what do you think let's do it pokemon Scarlet oh. and Violet, or Violet and Scarlet. I don't know how we've. I'll just, I don't know how we've decided to order that. Um, uh, it had a recent. Tr- yeah, what's that? I was gonna say Scarlet and Violet because that's the the the, pe- the people on there that I see. Okay, Scarlet. perfect. Uh, it had a recent trailer uh, where we just got a little bit more information about it, saying that it is going to be maybe a less traditional Pokemon experience than we've seen before in terms of structure and approach to the world, but it looks like it. It seems like you're going to be able to go really wherever you want from the get in this uh, style of open world game that has been growing increasingly more and more popular. Um, But who cares about the damn gameplay, Justin? We saw a new Pokemon. Yeah, we did. Palmy, who's like a little electric mouse. We saw the two new legendaries. Are you going to say their names? Say their names. what Mir- are they? Mir- Miraidon, Miraidon okay. and Coridon. Got it. They look like they look like motorcycles, man. So, um uh I believe like the root word I uh, listening a lot about like this stuff cuz I'm very interested in Pokémon. Um the uh the Coridon is like the root word of that in Spanish or uh, in uh, whatever is uh about the past. And the Miradon is in the future. And if you look at mm. them, the Scarlet one has like a very like it's a dinosaur, while the Violet yeah. one, Miradon, looks much more like a futuristic floating kind of thing. So yeah. the, the insinuation here is that Pokemon Scarlet is going to have more of a, a prehistoric past kind of vibe to it, while Violet is going to have a much more uh, futuristic kind of vibe with the legendary because it kind of looks like the same legendary just from different eras. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I, I didn't would not have picked up on that. That's that's pretty sweet. Um, 
based on these legendaries, is there a way that you are skewing? So I, I look, this is uh, this is not my choice. Um, I'm giving my fiance the choice. She she will ah. have the full choice of which one to do. Gotcha. Um, we just had an initial conversation about it. It might change. Um, she said violet, um, and I said uh, that I'll take scarlet then. And that that brings us to the the the, the question we're all wondering about. Um, and the internet has been um, on top of these two. Uh, people seem to be thirsty for these new professors. Because um, each oh, game yeah. has its own professor. Um, I don't know their names, but uh, the v- Scarlet one is wearing some like cave outfit, um, and the Violet one is wearing some futury looking outfit, like some oh, Tron like outfit. Fits into so your, it fits into the the room. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So um, yeah. So like if you if you uh, you know I, the, if uh, Professor Oak didn't do it for you, if Professor Elm and his jean shorts didn't do it for you, uh, these two professors might might be the the ones. They've kind of been on a daddy streak in terms of professors. I mean, the, <laughs> the, the Pokemon Go one, I'm forgetting his name. He was also a tree one. I mean, they're all trees, Is it Elm? I think. Elm, maybe. But he was, like, he was like a good-looking guy. And now you've got these two. I mean, just... No, I'm not going to say it. Like, <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, we're thinking about uh, an image of a beach, jean shorts, jean shorts mustache. Mustache, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. they're the Miles Teller of Pokemon. They're the Miles Teller know? of Pokemon. That's true. That's Justin. I'm glad you said it because I was afraid to. Uh, I appreciate that bravery in you. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean both of them are, are great. Uh, but I'm more I'm more interested in Lechonk. Mm. You know mm. Lechonk. I mean My that man, name says it all. You know what I mean? Lechonk is just this big, delicious looking pig. I mean, look <laughs> at him. Look at look at this little guy. Yeah. I mean, like here's the thing. I also, I'm very into Smoliv, who looks like a fretting olive, and it's very cute. Um, but, like, I want to talk about LeChonk, and I want to talk about Fue Coco. Is Generation 9 the generation of himbos? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have Fue Coco and then LeChonk. and LeChonk. I'm building my team around if they look like giant idiots. Because, like, like, I love them both. I, w- I want to read to you the description for LeChonk. Please do. LeChonk, the hog Pokemon. LeChonk has a keen sense of smell, allowing it to sniff out delicious grasses and berries. The smell LeChonk radiates, due to its food choices, works as a natural bug Pokemon repellent. Though it looks quite rotund, LeChonk is actually quite muscular. I mean, look at him. I believe it. I will say that normal type, not great LeChonk. We're going to have to work on that. I mean, it's probably going to get like a fighting. I would assume if they, if they talk about how it's like, you know, quite muscular, maybe it's going to be a normal fighting in its evolution. Because, you know, yeah, these bad sure. boys going to. And if we know oh, anything about Scarlet and Violet, it's the thirsty generation. So, like, yes. it's going to be it's going to be a, 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 you know, buff looking little, little piggy piggy. Do you think it's going to stand up on two legs a la What's the one, the cat one that does that? The in Smash. Yeah, I should know. Um, yeah, probably. Um, yeah. Dang. Yeah. What's his name? Incineroar. Incineroar. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Do you, probably. Do you think he's gonna get two legs? Yeah. It looks like it's crying though. I feel bad about it. It bad. does, but it all it doesn't. It looks like butter. I would eat you a chunk in a uh, heartbeat. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, as a friend. <laughs> I. Oh man, Lechonk, I love you. And again, I do also love small olive, just a very fretful olive. And like that's that does me right. So you have a choice. You only get one. Yeah. Fue Coco, Lechonk. Unfortunately, I'm going Fue Coco uh, because 
I mean, I love LeChonk, but dude, that normal typing is doing me so bad. <laughs> I mean, like, like unfortunately, LeChonk, you're gonna have to really, really hope. I'm, I am hoping for you that you are going to get that fighting, fighting class <laughs> because <laughs> normal does not have a place on my team, LeChonk. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's gonna have a high HP. Maybe it'll be like in the next little Snorlax thing. Oh uh, yeah, that you could be saying? it, Justin. That's actually not terrible. Or like, uh, was was Wobbuffet? Was that? That was psychic. Wow. Because that also had like a high high HP and yeah, had that counter yep. ability. Whatever. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited to play these. Yes, me too. I, I am very excited about it. And I hope it is that perfect mix between what I liked about um, uh, Arceus and then what I liked about Sword and Shield. And I think this is looking like it's going to be right in the middle of that. And more open world, still having the more traditional battles of... Um, the the uh, traditional Pokemon uh, series uh, and more of a you go anywhere you want, explore where you want, do whatever you want. So I'm hopeful. As as someone who did not like Arceus, this uh, you what you just said though does ring true. Where it's like it looks like it takes the things that I did like about it and and kind of mixes it with a, a proper proper Pokemon game. A proper Pokemon game. A proper Pokemon game. Let's talk about Sonic Frontiers. This game looks like dog shit. So I got a question um, for you. Yeah, what's Are up? Are you dropping this from your fantasy league after watching this? Do I have it? Do, no one has. Uh, maybe you hold on. Uh, someone. Do I have it? Did I? Okay, I'm, I thought yes. you were being hopeful. Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't checked. I think you're wrong. In a minute. If I have this, I yes, you're I'm dropping it as dropping we it. speak. Then watch it be a ten out of ten. No, <laughs> it's not going to be. Uh, EA Shorts is in the shorts. Sonic Frontiers, Sonic Frontiers, Sonic Frontiers. Nope, don't have it. Okay, Whew. And, and no one has it on there. Uh, Any hopeful? Well, watch me have it. No, okay, no, no one has All right, it. Well, uh, this game looks bad, <laughs> like bad, double B bad. Um, so basically, we've seen we've seen a handful of, of small first looks um, through IGN. Uh, this month, we're supposed to get a, several more of this game. So so far, we've seen some world exploration gameplay. We saw the initial teaser, and then we saw some combat gameplay. Um, I mean, a lot of people have been sort of just comparing this to the. Have you ever seen like those? Anytime someone someone will make like an Unreal Five demo of a game, like an older game, and be like, "This is how the grass would look in Unreal Five for Skyrim." And it's like, oh, that's kind of bizarre. But yeah, I guess so. Uh, that's what this looks like. Like, it looks like an environment, but not a game. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it looks like like a, like a a the world a game is set in, but like, hey, the game looks so bad. It looks so clunky and slow. I oh, would gosh. say, if you just gave me a screenshot of this, I might be like, huh. Yes, that's exactly what I'm referring to. Yes. But the second it moves at its 15 to 20 frames per second pace for a Sonic game. Are we looking at the Switch version, you think? Like, because it's coming to Switch. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that that is going to be a (laughs) streaming only game. Let me tell you that right now. There's no way. I mean, it just—it looks so clunky and slow and just awful. And it doesn't have like really any of the charm that Sonic has. I, you know, like I think at its best, Sonic can be stylish and fun. Um, never like excellent, I think. But you know, style and fun aren't bad. Like, I'll take that over a, a game that plays all right but is boring. But this has none of that. It looks like. They took the lesson from Breath of the Wild, like, oh, big open world, quiet and piano music. Yeah. 
I have a couple of hopes but, for this game. Okay. That, I, yeah. Like, so to be honest, when I looked at this game, I it wasn't to me like this is the worst thing ever. This is going to be a two out of ten. Like, no. I was like, okay, this is better than I thought it could have been. That doesn't. That's not a good thing. No. But it's better than I thought it could be. Now, what if? And I'm kind of getting some of the vibes. This game is like one of those um, pathless type of games that's much more movement, momentum-based kind of yeah. exploration. Now, that that being said, in the exploration trailer, they show a lot of like mini game puzzle things that happen out throughout the whole map about like, you know, climbing the tower puzzles to circling around these things to make them pop off to get a special thing uh, puzzle, like little puzzles that like... I think Pathless, as the example, didn't really have that kind of stuff. There were the, the, the areas that you went to were kind of like the the things, but a lot of it was just open space, and part of that game is moving from spot to spot. Yeah, because, I mean, there were a lot of puzzles in it, but, like, they were s- really spread out so that you would be, like, mastering the movement right. to get to the puzzle. Because the second, movement that is that time. game. Yes. This one, I'm not quite sure if the movement is that game. It's not. And it, it looks t- like, I mean, like, yeah, it looks yeah, like a lot of the stuff is going to break up that movement that you have to do. Yeah. Um, so there's potential that if they are going to make, if it is, does play a little bit more like the pathless and it's more about a momentum based thing that you have to keep your vibe going. Maybe that could be fun. It's not quite looking like that, but maybe the other thing is like frontiers, plural. Let me try to be hopeful here that instead of it just being the breath of the wild world, maybe they have different worlds similar to like Arce- Ar- Arceus was how you have like the snow area, which is its own open world kind of area yeah, yeah, with yeah. stuff in it. There's the fire, the grass, the whatever to maybe at least make it a little bit more unique as you're going to these locations rather than just you're in the forest world and that's it. Um, so maybe these are going to be a little bit more condensed than we're thinking. Maybe they're going to have uh, a-, a few more like specific objectives in each world that you're doing but it's kind of funny because i am getting a lot of the arceus vibes from this game in terms of it being kind of a dead open world yes the like just like empty yeah and like like there's not not a lot purposeful emptiness and the difference about arceus that the reason i think that's an okay game is because you got pokemon that you're playing around with and there's yeah they're filling it that brings the life and the game is more really about finding the pokemon rather than exploring the world i think that's Arceus could have been better if it was more about exploring and like finding hidden things under things and everything, but it's not. This one just doesn't have the Pokemon. It doesn't have the life. It has these weird creature robot looking blob things that you got to kill. Uh, the combat itself looks it, slow. But like you look at. So, OK, I am of the opinion that Sonic Adventure 2 is probably the best Sonic game there is, but it's not good. I mean, like, like, it has good sections, but it's not a good game. Um, but you look... So, like, there are good levels is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, And there's, like, three in a game of 50 levels or, or so. So, like, <laughs> keep that in mind. Um, but, like, you talk about Maria. Cityscape, the one that everyone knows. Maria. You, you look at Cityscape, the one that everyone knows. And, like, that is inarguably, in my opinion, a great level. It's good because the, the momentum feels right. Uh, the combat is flashy and quick, but not overly complicated. Like you are cutting through those enemies really quick. Cause it's just one hit to kill them. E- each of them, some of them, there's a little bit more strategy too, but like at the end of the day, one hit to kill them. And then you move on to the next one. Whereas this, it looks like you're doing this, like you do this running circle around an enemy four times and then it dies. And it's just like the slowest, like the, the slowest animation thing. It just, it looks 
dry. I was bored about the combat by watching the trailer for it, in it, which they yes, killed exactly. like four enemies. It was enemies. like six minutes. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to play this for sure. Uh if this game, which by the way, recently they said they were like, we're we're aiming for high review scores on this one. And it's like, hey, what? <laughs> yeah, you should be. That's what making like you should be making a good video games. Uh, if this game is bad, do you think this will kill Sonic? As for video games, no. Obviously, it will live on in movies forever, but I don't think so. I think I think this game will do sell well enough. I mean, it's probably not going to like be this critical darling, but I mean. I I think that Sonic sells for some reason. <laughs> yeah, and that's I, fair. I think uh, the fact that it'll be available everywhere, it'll sell enough to be worth it. I think. I don't think this is going to be like a ball and wonder world type of disaster. No, um, no. It, 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 I think it won't be a disaster. It'll just be unmemorable and like another bad Sonic game. To me, the biggest thing is that I don't think this game is coming out this year. Like, I'm. You don't think so? It, the. W- the, my biggest critique of that tra- those trailers is it just doesn't look done already. That has never stopped Sonic Team before, my friend. <laughs> and it's true, yeah, man. Like I, I don't never stop them before. I don't, I don't doubt it, but like that's going to be the thing to ruin the game. I think there yeah. could be redeeming stuff about it. I think it could be a little repetitive. It could be whatever. But if like this is what the final product is going to be, in which you have things popping in, literally right like in front of you in front of you it yeah. can't have the, any kind of render or draw distance to it like it it is running at a slow frame rate um it looks slow and plotting like this stuff like if you're going like fast if you're going you know like 60 frames per second i i hate that i have become a, a fps guy a frames per second guy i don't hate like i never thought i would but like i notice when a game is running poorly well i I know what you mean, but I think that there's more to what makes this look bad than just the frame rate. <laughs> and I think that the frame rate just is one of those things where it's like, oh, no, like top to bottom, this is a mess. It's not that like it's a well-made game, but it's not like it's technically sound, but has some issues in terms of pacing of the combat or, or whatever. It's like from top to bottom, toe to tip, this is not a game that looks like it's worth playing. Would you agree? Uh, yes. And, and I do know what you mean about, about be, like, not that you're snobby about the frame rates yeah, or anything. Yeah, yeah. But no, like, I, I mean, I, I think the game looks like very average game just from the gameplay standpoint yeah. of it. Um, I don't think this is going, like, I'm not saying that if they fix the performance issues, this would be a 10. I'm saying that if they fix the performance issues, this might be a 7. Um maximum maximum from some from from some people but if they don't fix that and it is like a messy sloppy below average game that's gonna i I think that is where it's in danger of becoming a a mess i'm hopeful i always want to be hopeful i hope it is good i hope it will be good of Um, course ah that you're you've decided to do this ign first with it uh, with a whole month of people being disappointed. I wonder what the, the Sonic team is currently <laughs> thinking. Uh, like, is this like that scene in SpongeBob when the customer asked him for his name, but he's deleted his name? So then he starts, like, they run around and fire is burning everywhere because of that. I know like, what you mean. Like, are they, do they know what they have here? 
maybe they thought they were really feeling like confident about it, which is why they were like, "We're doing IGN first. And oh. then it's like, "Oh, that's no. so, like." And again, I hate that. Like, I'm I, I know knowing that these these I would hope these developers aren't just sitting there being like, "Yeah, another paycheck, guys." Yeah, they want to make a good game. I would well, hope. you make you make games. You're working on a, a, a piece of art. You're putting your heart into it. Like, it sucks when that doesn't come together, but it's it's just like Sonic has just blundered this over and over and over again over the past however many years and it's just like no one wants this anymore because they're just not making good games now do you do you have you played a sonic forces game the sonic forces game yeah no because when i look at those games i i look at those games as just being like a game that is really not meant for me. <laughs> it's not meant for for many people. Like a simple platformer that's not like great. Wait, what? What are you talking about? Is that Sonic Forces? Sonic Forces was the one where you play as a custom character. Oh, not that one. What, what's the, what are the ones like the the ones when you're like it's just like the bad 3D ones that are not Sonic Adventure. Um, I don't know. So, I mean, Sonic Heroes, Sonic 06. I played both of those. The list um, Sonic 3D games. I played Shadow the Hedgehog. It's not a good game. Game uh, sucks. There's so many Sonic games. Yeah, you're talking about Lost World, also bad. Talking about Sonic Adventure 1. Maybe I'm thinking I liked of Sonic it as Forces. a kid. Sonic Forces is like dreadfully bad. <laughs> Didn't play it. What's the one based I, on the TV show? Is that Sonic Forces? Based on the TV. Oh, Sonic Boom? Sonic Boom! I would say that this looks on par with Sonic Boom. I mean, have you played Sonic Boom? No, I, I saw enough. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a Wii U, so no. So, like, my, my thing, like, a game like that, like, there's an audience for that. It's just not a good game. It's not, like, a yeah. whatever. But this one just looks like their audience is trying to be you and me. But yeah, so it looks like they're going for like for, like, a prestige game, but they just don't have the capacity to make it. Yeah. I kind of want to play Sonic Boom. He's wearing a cool little ascot. No, Justin, you don't want to play Sonic Boom. Sonic, trust me. Boom body pillow. Oh, you're going to find a lot of those. Uh, Let's move on before you start sending me images in our Discord chat. Uh, Let's talk about the state of play. I went into this state of play with no expectations because I always do. Because, I don't know, you get so many people saying like, we're going to hear about... Resident Evil 4 Remake. We're going to hear about Final Fantasy 16. It's going to be crazy. I'm like, we're not going to hear about Resident Evil 4 Remake. We're not going to hear about Final Fantasy 16. We're going to hear about some game that's going to be free on PS Plus in a month. Uh, we're going to hear about whatever their upcoming game is. You know, Ratchet and Clank DLC. We're going to hear about Returnal DLC. Not bad, but just like perfectly fine video game announcements. And then it's like Resident Evil 4 Remake. It's like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's like Final Fantasy 16. It's like, yo, that was a great state of play. Justin, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, so one of the things uh, I think we talked about is like the expectations that they're setting for their yeah. for their uh, things and that I was not expecting like God of War shadow drop trailer announcement no, at this no. because that's not what they're setting up. They said um, PlayStation VR 2 updates as well as announcements from our third-party friends, partners, or whatever. It was basically how they did it. Little did I know when they meant PSVR 2 showing, they're like, we're going to mention a couple things, but mostly it's about these other bangers. Yes, from our third mostly party it's friends. about this huge stuff. Right. I was expecting them to focus on PSVR 2, to focus on this is when it's going to be released. This is what it looks like. This is like the stuff that makes it separate or different. 
Um, but actually, like what came out was probably the best state of play, probably I ever have probably ever seen. Yeah, um, because great. it felt like it was a conference. And th- if I'm correct, this is like the Sony PlayStation uh, direct of the E3, right? Like this is like what their conference I guess so. would be. And I anything so, else, yeah. I think they're just going to be partnering with other conferences, whether it's GDC or um, uh, Summer Games Fest, right? I, I would assume so. That, because I mean, that's this my assumption like with how bangers. they were like talking about it and leading up to it. So yeah. with that being said, like there was some awesome stuff shown here. Um, I, I don't know personally if any of the, this made me more excited for the stuff that was announced, but it was great to see this stuff that has been talked about, like in front of me, for example, yeah, go ahead. Callisto protocol, dude, right. Looks so good. And oh gosh, it looks so good for me. I like, I was like, like mildly excited for that game. Mildly excited. Cause I don't like scary games, but like mildly excited for it. And it was cool seeing more of it, but it wasn't like that shadow drop. I wasn't like the, oh, my God, kind of moment for me personally. Yeah. But it was cool to see. Right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, we saw some gameplay. Like, because when they said, you know, December 2nd, 2022, like, I, I don't know. I am of the opinion, like, well, that's far away. December. We're probably going get, to get a delay. Oh, okay. You know, I was like, it was like I, I imagine we will get a delay. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. We haven't, we haven't seen the game. And then we saw the game, and it's like, oh, this looks awesome. This looks great. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I'm and so ready. like, showing that proof of concept. Final Fantasy 16. Uh, I mean, I knew it was there. I'm glad to have seen a trailer of Final Fantasy 16. Look pretty yes. cool. Um, but to me, that was still not like, this is a new thing, which is fine, right? Yeah, I mean, it was it was more information about a thing we've been, like, starved on information for. Exactly. Something that we've been teased at getting information. And... The, uh, a release window. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like finally. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> it's great. It's great that they gave. They said summer twenty twenty three. Right. Uh, because they would have just said to, uh, you know November twenty fifth twenty twenty two, and then in August they would have said humble apologies. <laughs> right. Right. Summer twenty twenty three. So it was like it was the things that we knew, but like showing us the promise of what those things were and whether it was the release date or the trailer for the first time or whatever it was, it just like all of these cool things, it just like showed us what they were, which is awesome. Um, I think for me, the most hype moments in like a presentation are when they drop something you weren't expecting. Um, Like even as stupid as going back to the, you know, Wolverine thing. I wasn't expecting that. That was cool. They didn't really have a Wolverine moment in this for me. No, but I, I think that's because there was not like I mean there wasn't any first party stuff right, other than exactly. Horizon well, one, one first party thing <laughs> Horizon uh, cool. for, and Forbidden West and Call of the Mountain yep. which uh, also looks pretty cool that's just the VR stuff um, but I mean I don't know the Resident Evil stuff looks pretty sweet too I would be interested in playing Resident Evil five uh, Village on in VR yeah like, that'd be kind of cool yep yep um i'm excited for resident evil 4 remake i like that game i know you're a little bit less hot on it um but i'm excited for it oh and i'm excited Um, for it because all they have to do is maybe control the camera and the controller like a normal fucking third person shooter game and i will love they probably will right just make it don't i will riot yeah um everything here looked like something I would play. Yeah. We're, except for street fighter. I don't have anything to say about street fighter other than it's a fighting game. So I just don't have any thoughts on it. I'm sure people are excited, but I it's okay. So let's the open world aspect of this. 
like they're literally showing like the characters just, like, like running around walking around an open world like like uppercutting j- jumping up things it's like they overcorrected like oh we didn't have enough in Street Fighter, uh, was it five? Five. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have enough single player in Street Fighter five. Well, why don't we throw this garbage open world thing in? Like, I don't think people and it's are gonna just be that. nothing. It's just like observation mode, nothing. Yeah. One thing that's interesting is that they have an alternative uh control scheme that they're gonna release for it that they talked about in the blog post <laughs> that is much more like a smash control scheme when you have your power and your normal attacks. Which oh, cool. might make it more accessible to someone like me who's not really into fighting games because I just don't yeah. have the 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 speed to like learn those combos and stuff. So if they mm-hmm. do set it up to be more of like a cool rock, paper, scissors, smash kind of uh format, maybe that could be for me. Uh I'm not opposed to it, but like I still probably would play it if it was, you know, there in front of me. So I'm yeah. I'm cool by it. Uh roller drome. Which is a roller skating shooting game. Looks dope. <laughs> it's a it's, odd. It's uh, odd, but like it's, it looks stylish. It's got a cool art style. It, if it can, uh, if it can play as good as it looks, I think it will be the kind of thing that will be really satisfying. Yeah, uh, I think to me it was it was a victim of where it fell in the order of things. You go sure. from Callisto Protocol Callisto and someone getting their like head stomped in, and a, some a human like getting his head bit off or whatever it was, and then yep. it's like, why don't we play Roller Drome? <laughs> you know, like, I was like, all yes, right, totally, right, totally, totally. <laughs> don't feel that, um, but. But it looks it, it just like that flow of movement looks really kind of right up my alley. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, also, Eternites, which is like this JRPG anime ass kind of game. There, it, it was going around because it's got a quick time event for holding hands. I which mean, is funny. Um, but you got to learn somewhere and we have to teach JRPG fans how to do it. Um, <laughs> um, at Dave Parker. So like... <laughs> <laughs> It looks cool. It looks kind of like a like a mixture, like I don't know, like a Scarlet Nexus kind of combaty stuff, and um, uh, like you know the high school dating sim elements from from more visual novel stuff is kind of. And I think cool. I saw going around that the the person who made this had played Persona Five and was like, I fucking want to do this myself. I'm going to make it. Oh, game is that like what that. it is? Yeah. Yeah. That's it, so cool. It, it's just a fan playing it and like kind of coming up with a game like, like that and like basically deciding to make a game, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, seriously, every single thing on here is like exactly the type of thing that I would play, um, which I, I think is, is rare. Yeah, exactly. But, um, what were your thoughts on, um, uh, stray? Uh, I have more thoughts about, the implications of Stray than I do about the actual game. The game looks fun. Yeah. It looks like a cute little you want around your cat in a steampunk world talking to talking to robots like perfectly fine. But the fact that it is going to be free on PS Plus Premium and PS Plus Extra. So the whatever the stupid names are. So the, it's the like two, the, 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 the middle top and the top, top tier, not the basic yeah. plan. The other ones, yeah. Um. Though that's kind of interesting because, you know, Sony has been very adamant saying we will not be releasing our first party titles on PS plus the day they launch. And this is not a first party PS uh, PlayStation title, but it is a PlayStation exclusive. And I think PC too, Uh, but it's like a PlayStation console exclusive at the very least um, launching for free on those services. So they clearly have like, Maybe it's a marketing thing for them. I mean, they've had some issues with their messaging on this stuff in the past. But uh, yes, I I find that to be interesting. Maybe they should have said 
clarified and said, yeah, not going to be happening with first part, uh, first party PlayStation games, but it might happen for some third party titles. I think might've been what I would have said. Well, even then, I think this makes sense. Like, I don't know if this is going to be a a pattern though, but like with it coming out like a month after it comes out, this is going to be like, maybe you're not that first adopter. Uh, Maybe like this will be the thing to get people to try it for a month and maybe they'll like it then. So it's not like necessarily right away, but it's also giving those people who got it the first month reason to stick around for a second month. And then you know how these subscriptions work. You forget you have it. You keep paying it. I still have Apple Arcade. Uh, I've been paying for it for like two years. I was looking at it today. I was like, why? (laughs) (laughs) But like, I think it's a good way to like give people who are trying it out something extra at the very least. Yes. But maybe it would be a trend. Maybe it is something that we're going to get more and more of these kind of third-party like games that, w- to be honest, I probably wouldn't have bought it unless it's like a 10 out of 10 awesome game. But I'll probably play it now. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. No, totally. Totally. Uh, and it does look cool. Like, I, I don't mean to, like, be reductive towards it. Like, it does look like a fun game, like a fun platformer or adventure sort of game. So uh, we'll we'll see with all that. Yeah. Uh, just a knockout PS playstation showcase now i think they announced something by not announcing something at this this is my there's not quite a conspiracy theory hat here i am very confident in telling the listener right now psvr2 is not coming out this year you are 100 correct and part of the reason being is uh if, if the devil's in the detail friends um, so one of the games that they announced for it was Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Retribution Chapter 2. Yeah. And if you look at the PlayStation blog, they said it's coming out for PSVR in 2022 and for PSVR 2 in 2023. They didn't announce any games that were coming out for PSVR 2 with a date. They also said the um, uh, Resident Evil Village is in development. So like... That leads me to believe that they're not confident putting a date on this and that it seems that they are confident enough to say it's in 2023, which I think is fine. I I don't think having another uh, PlayStation thing come out for a holiday season is probably the best move for them. People are still trying to get PlayStation 5s to begin with. So I think this is just going to another holiday season of PS5s, release it in, you know, February, March, whatever of the next year. I think that makes the most sense. But to me, like looking in the in the specifics that were announced, I think that was kind of to me a big announcement um, of of information. Maybe I'll eat my own words here, but um, I, I think to me, it seems like those games are going to be coming out with at least call them out and coming out with as a launch. Um, and that'll probably be next year. No, I I do not think you are wrong there. Yeah, so a good state of play right there. Justin, we had an official unofficial more. Let's let me say it like this. We had an unofficial official announcement about Blue Box Games Studios, courtesy of GameSpot author Mark Delaney um, in this article (laughs) titled Blue Box, de- uh, Blue Box dev behind PS5's abandoned misled fans solicited business with toxic chat room. Uh, and this is a long feature article on GameSpot um, that includes like NDAs and screenshots of messages and Discord chats and things. Um, just really looking into what the, and if I may be so bold, fuck is going on with abandoned and 
if the game is coming out or not. And it seems that this this article is in uh, the court, the, the, the side of it will never come out. It is canceled. It is misleading people and soliciting um, um, time, money from these people. So I have not read the full thing here yet. You have. So, I want to know so what's going on. I didn't know this article existed until um, I did my weekly regiment of checking on Blue Box Game Studios Twitter and yep. Hassan Karaman's Twitter. And while no updates on Blue Box's Twitter, there was an update on Hassan's. All of his tweets were deleted. All of them? With the exception of his uh, replies to people, um, because mm. that's harder to, to straight up delete than just your initial posts, right? You have to go back in the, in the replies. And all of his main tweets are gone. Nothing. No, you look at his feed, nothing on there. They're all gone. And then I'm like, well, that's odd. Did I miss something? And guess what? This GameSpot article was what I missed. And basically, this is um, more or less... Uh, giving the history of um, Blue Box Game Studios, the whole abandoned kerfuffle, uh, the Kojima context, all that stuff that we already know and love uh, as listeners and fans of this podcast. Um, but this is kind of more centered around a specific uh, group chat um, that uh, Hassan was part of with... I, I guess it's more of community members who he was also soliciting work from, but wasn't also paying this group, uh, th this group stuff. Uh, mm. But some interesting stuff came out um, of this. So uh, let's go in uh, to a specific um, <laughs> about this group. Um, those, th this is directly from the article um, by one Mark Delaney uh, from uh, GameSpot. He talks about the group and says, um, those in the group chat were often sworn to secrecy. Some were even made to sign vague NDA of which GameSpot obtained a copy. According to sources, Karaman sought agreeable fans, and when some members of the group would challenge him on his empty promises and discrepancies between public and private comments, he would kick them out or make a new, sometimes smaller group with only new and or still agreeable fans. The group has gone through roughly half a dozen iterations, pulling in various fans from different social media platforms. For a while, some members stuck around because they still believed in the project. Others simply liked the exclusive access. Those with knowledge of the group have described Karaman as duplicitous and prone to mood swings, often getting into heated arguments with members of the group uh, and would ask for when they would ask for progress updates or question his honesty. He then profusely apologized later, sometimes attributing his outburst to stress he was under due to the wave of fan theories. Um, <laughs> it's so silly. Oddly, the youngest person in the group was just 12 years old and was described by other members <laughs> as loud and rude. On one occasion, while the group chatted in a PlayStation voice party, this young fan told another member of the group to kill themselves, while Karaman remained quiet on his end. Other members privately cons consoled the person and expressed disappointment that Karaman did nothing about it. Um, oh, and gosh. So with this kind of like environment that's being created by this group chat, um, this like he's not only like is there this like toxicity kind of thing going on, he is like actually asking people to do work with the promises of paying them for it and then never paying them for this work. And this kind of goes back to some of the recorded uh, the reporting earlier about like him asking for music from people and never paying the people for that music and that and that kind of stuff. So this is kind of like 
firsthand account of like what is going on uh, with this. For example, uh, this is a, a direct screen grab of a message. Hey, redacted. I This is from H- Hassan Karaman to someone in the group chat. I have a not so random question for you, LOL. It's actually that I trust you. I'm looking for someone uh, for I'm looking for a storage space or so in the U.S. because Sony told me that the U.S. versions of the physical game can't be shipped overseas. So instead of looking for a storage hub and having me actually to go there, I wanted to ask, would you be available to this uh, for me? So instead of looking for a spot, have the stock delivered to an address you have access to and then ship it overseas to the blue box address. You will get a fee, of course. So he's like asking people to do stuff that to me sounds like shady business practices about like holding stuff to ship it overseas because it's not going with what Sony wants to do with the like, I, I don't know. This uh, <laughs> this seems to me to even more so prove that Karaman is above like he is in over his head on stuff and he is like really not doing something. Uh, the article also talks about how he would just be playing, um, I think rainbow six uh, siege well into the night instead of actually doing anything and like talking about stuff and, and uh, chatting with people in the group on group chats and stuff like that. But I mean, to be honest, like it seems like this, this, this whole story has gone from something that's like interesting, vague. What is this going on to something that, Oh, this is just a sad story about bad game development to this is a guy trying to take advantage of people and using them without, uh, trying like just using people basically and creating like a negative toxic environment. So, ah, it's, I guess uh, (sighs) to the point where Hassan decided to delete his tweets. That's why, I mean, that is, I think, that says a lot. Um, and that's rough. I mean, and, you know, you never want anyone to be in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, if you are doing that, it, it, I mean, if you're running things this way and, and letting, you know, this group of people get so toxic and you are sort of in charge of them, like, yeah, maybe you don't deserve to have a community like this, you know? Yeah. Maybe maybe you shouldn't be in charge of of this community. Um, I mean, we've known that they were in financial trouble for a while though, because like they said, like, oh well, we're gonna use the money we make off of people buying the prologue to fund the game, and it's like, wait, what? What? Why? No, that means you don't have any money to make the game, so you're making two games. Just say that you like, yeah, that's that is that is tough. That's rough. Um, this is not. Uh, not great. The long con. That's what this is. Do you, th- do you think there's ever going to be an announcement saying, hey, abandoned has been, I mean, no, no pun intended, abandoned? Or do you think that it's just going to never update again? Uh, I don't, I, I, there'll probably be some updates from people hearing things and stuff, but this is not on Sony to be like, <laughs> yeah, this ain't happening, right? Like, Sony no, just no. provided a platform for this. They, I, I don't, you know, in the interviews, it didn't seem like Sony necessarily like funded any of this kind of stuff. It was just kind of like, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll give this announcement. We'll give exclusive access to this game. It's fine. It's cool. Um, so, like, I don't think it's on Sony to say that we're not doing this game anymore unless something happens and stuff comes out that Hassan has been doing stuff that is absolutely, like, you know, like, bullying or worse than that to people. And then Sony wants to separate itself from yes. Abandon. But I think right now the best the best play for Sony is to just not say anything and then to let this be a weird blip in the history of PlayStation lore. Yeah, I mean, and, and this sort of story is not uncommon of, you know, a game being announced and then never coming out right. like that happens right um it's just that th- this has been so bizarre that it is notable to talk about and look into but 
Yeah. Is hey, because I still have the uh, real time experience app on my laptop. I might not on my PlayStation. Does that mean like they're like mining cryptocurrency on my PlayStation? Uh, no, but I'm sure that that's gonna go away at some point. Not, like they're not gonna be able to take it off your lap uh, laptop, your PlayStation. <laughs> See, you, you got me into it. I got you in that. Um, but like, like eventually that's going to be delisted in the you same mean way like that PT. PT? Ah, this whole time. Wait it's a been second. A con. Uh, wait a second. Wait, wait. Hold up. Now Never wait mind. a second. Conspiracy still alive. Hassan, Hassan Karaman. Do no wrong. Hideo other than Kojima. All the stuff he did first. wrong. as detailed in this piece. Um. <laughs> hey, hey, you listening to this? Thanks for listening to this. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, we we really do appreciate your time, your ears, and your mind. Um, if you want, <laughs> <laughs> if you want, you can go and give us a subscription on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you're using to listen to this right now. Go ahead and subscribe to us on that platform. Give us a rating. That sort of stuff really helps us out. Uh, go ahead and also follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod. You can tweet at us there or send us a DM. Tell us what you thought of the episode or anything that we talked about within it, whether that's the state of play, the um, unraveling of Blue Box Game Studio, the continued unraveling, let's say. Uh, <laughs> like Blue that, Block, that, that Blue shit Box is Game frayed, Studios. my friend. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Pokemon, Scarlet, or Violet, or anything else that we've talked about. We want to hear it. You can, again... Tweet at us or send us a DM at HitboxPod on Twitter. Go ahead and give us a follow while you're there. Uh, you can also email us all that stuff at HitboxOfficialPodcast at gmail.com. This is episode number 95. We, uh, Justin and I, we've been talking. We got some fun stuff coming up for episode 100 that we should talk more seriously about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and make happen. Uh, thanks for sticking around for a longer one. Again, thanks to... Um, Bolt for providing us with the uh, BenQ projectors. Uh, again, links to those are in the description if you're interested in checking them out or just seeing what they look like and what else. Justin, am I forgetting anything here? Uh, you you are forgetting to remind people that hey, give projectors a chance. And remember, old games are old. Catch you next time. Bye. I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>